in this bitch, man. Lights on, cameras on, real nigga in this bitch, man. Episode 193. Thin line between genius and insanity, man. Hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee! <laughs> you know the fuck going on, man. Let's get right into it. Welcome to OG! Alright, man, you know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. DJ! Hit me! I like the cha cha. I like the cha cha. I like the cha cha. Yeah, son, what's poppin' with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast, hosted by yours truly. Oh, gee, no, spin that motherfucking block right now, bitch. Wow, spin it. <laughs> Let them hating ass niggas in the back and them fine ass bitches with the big old booties. Love them know your boys always been for the bitches, nigga. For the bitches, nigga. For the bitches, nigga. For the bitches, nigga. Some shit never changes, man. I've always been the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest host of them all. Oh, gee. Hash, where the fuck it is, man. What's up with the people all around the world? <laughs> What's pop with y'all, man? Hope you out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. There's a whole lot of shit going on in transmutation each and every episode. With a shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all the love and support, man. Let's keep building empire break by motherfucking me brick. I want to say thank you to everybody that's been tapped in since day motherfucking me one. We joined in on, on phase two. I want to say thank you to you as well, man. We've been doing this shit for a long motherfucking me time. I want to grind 200, episode 193. This shit don't stop for a motherfucking me soul. Man. Wow. 193 episodes is a lot <laughs> that's a lot of fucking recording that's a lot of time that i've been into this shit man so i want to say thank you to everybody that's been along with this audio journey man this audio adventure man it's been a hell of a fucking journey so far and i continue to motherfucking me keep that up man we're gonna round out phase two on the right motherfucking me note and keep this shit going man um it's a whole lot of shit man so thank you to everybody's tapped in apple podcast Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. All DSPs, wherever you find your podcast, man. Review the show. Tell a friend and tell a friend that OG has got a motherfucking me podcast. <clears throat> I want to shout out to everybody on YouTube. Maybe watch us at OG Hash TV, man. Leave a cha- leave a like, subscribe to the channel. Leave a comment. All the good shit that YouTube is saying, man. Shout out to all y'all, man. I really appreciate all love support, man. Tap in and get your motherfucking me merch, man. Um, You know, it's a lot of shit, man. It's a lot of shit on the motherfucking docket. <laughs> You know, we've been doing this shit for quite a motherfucking me long time, man. Today, I ain't gonna lie to you, I almost didn't motherfucking me record. Just because, you know, with these last couple of episodes in, in, in phase two, I want to make these episodes so motherfucking me great. I had so much pressure going to these last couple of episodes just because, you know, I'm one of those content creators. I'm pretty sure it's almost all of us, but I'm one of those content creators, man. I really judge myself off my past work. You know what I mean? I can't really go off the numbers. I can't really go off the spikes and the peaks and the valleys of the motherfucking numbers when it comes to my content because even in moments and times where I feel like I'm really fucking progressing, where I'm really putting my foot down, stepping on shit, it really depends on the uh, the momentum of the motherfucking me show. And during times like this, around holidays, a lot of people are doing a lot more shit. So, of course, the numbers dip a little bit, but, of course, we're still doing our motherfucking me thing. But it's just as being in this game for over three years now, I've learned, you know what I'm saying, the um I've I've learned how my how my audience works, how my friends at the show works, and how we how we monitor things throughout the year and stuff like that. Look at the analytics. I'm able to pick it, I'm able to see the motherfucking me proof of what times of the year the show actually excels. So I, I understand, you know, we had a pivotal time right now to where numbers are a little bit down, um, but it's still grasping the attention of the day ones and the, the newer friends of this show we got those people who just tap in with podcasts every once in a while when it comes to holiday time niggas is busy niggas is out shopping niggas is grinding working multiple jobs so i understand that but it's that i put more pressure on myself to make sure those episodes that i do put out during this time are you know uh top tier just because those are the episodes that people are going to reflect back on um, when they trying to re- uh, catch back up and shit like that recap what they miss and things like that i want to make sure they come back to some fire ass content so me personally I'm almost did the whole one episode per week thing just to, you know what I'm saying, buy time and make sure we have, you know, great topics and great, you know what I'm saying, things to discuss on the show. But 
At the end of the day, man, I can't let down the people that's still sticking with your boy, keeping this shit going, man. At the end of the motherfucking day, I know who there for me. I know who really waiting on me to drop this shit twice a motherfucking me week. And I promise you guys a motherfucking me a format throughout the rest of phase two. And I'm going to keep my motherfucking me promise, man. I miss a whole lot of shit on the motherfucking me doc that I want to jump into right before I got to get out this motherfucker and start heading to work. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. <clears throat> you know, on last episode... You know, we talked about a lot of shit. We talked about a lot of shit, but we touched on the whole Draymond Green uh, suspension, him uh, being updated throughout the last, through the later part of the episode, him being updated with that news, but he's been suspended indefinitely. Um, There's been a lot of talks about that shit. It's been a lot of motherfucking me talks. And I got to be honest with you. Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely, when I first got that news, when I said I got that news, probably when I sent it on live on the motherfucking episode, when I first read that, I ain't going to lie to you. I thought the NBA was kind of putting their foot down. I thought Adam Silver was finally standing on motherfucking me business. But I got to be completely honest with you. I, I, when you're dealing with billion-dollar companies, when you're dealing with um, a company that's known for manipulating the media, having a control on the media, having a stronghold on the media, you tend to start to look at shit with the side eye and after being in this podcast industry bro just me being somebody that you know look at news look up um a, a lot of motherfucking me uh re, um history and facts and stuff like that when it comes to certain topics when you have to actually do your own fucking research and you know do your own due diligence and you know to so make sure you ain't spewing misinformation you start to learn the tricks that you know what I'm saying? Mainstream media does. And now I told y'all on, on past episodes that you have all these podcasts, you have all these uh, former players and current players even um, who have their own platforms now. You really get the real information from them. And you start to really understand that the fucking ESPNs, the Foxes, hell, Stephen A. Smiths, all them niggas, Brian Windhorst, you know, all these niggas is just more famous versions of us. They regular motherfucking people getting a bit the crumbs and uh, of the motherfucking me story, and they putting it out. They putting their own versions out on, on motherfucking ESPN and Fox, and the, and the public just runs with that shit. So once you get into that into this space, you kind of understand how the motherfucking me game goes, and you start to understand that words are just thrown out there to throw the public in one direction when the real is actually going the opposite motherfucking way. I say all that to say is. When you hear indefinitely, you like, damn, the NBA doing their motherfucking me thing. But the more you listen to what Joe Dumars has to say about, you know, say how they came to the suspension, the more you hear about how it was Rich Paul and and, and uh, what's the nigga named Dunleavy, the Warriors GM or President, who the fuck, whatever the fuck he is. When you know that it's them who met with the Players Union and met with the NBA and Adam Silver and them to come up with this plan for Draymond Green. It screams narrative manipulation. And I guess maybe because the whole Rich Paul aspect, we know Rich Paul is tied to LeBron James. It's one thing LeBron has always done. LeBron has always controlled his own narrative. Now, granted, a lot of niggas didn't like that shit because it was new. But granted, we have to give credence to that shit and say him controlling the narrative, him putting the standing on that shit is the reason we have all these other players with their own platforms, with their own networks, with their own fucking... Um, uh, like, uh, what's the shit called? You know how LeBron got uh, his own, like, studios to perform shows and movies and shit? Steph Curry got that now. Kevin Durant got that now. That's, like, an almost a normal thing for athletes to have. Now, Russell Westbrook got that shit. Like, all main, all stars mostly got their own media companies, you know what I'm saying, platforms, podcasts, you know, all types of shit. <clears throat> and we really got to credit that shit to LeBron. But what comes with that is... When you tie that to this being a players run league, we have to admit that that's what the fuck this is. We've seen this happen twice now. We've seen this happen the first go around with John Morant, where John Morant's team and and, and the Kings and the Memphis Grizzlies was in was in cahoots. You know what I'm saying? Where the, where the fucking actual NBA didn't have to step in and actually dig, uh, dial out a punishment. They let the Memphis Grizzlies and John Morant's team be in cahoots and work that shit out themselves. That's when that nigga went off to a fucking counselor center for like six hours and came back say he was fucking fine now you got the same thing happening again with this draymond green situation to where yeah suspension indefinitely 
yeah, he got to go to some fucking anger management classes, but he truly ain't getting a timetable when he getting suspended. And that's what he should actually be happy for. See, I talked about it on past episodes. Yo, if David Stern was still doing in the fucking office at the NBA, Draymond Green would have been out the league or at least suspended for an entire fucking year. At least. I'm not fucking exaggerating. My nigga, I remember what it was like when David Stern was in that motherfucker. Niggas was niggas had a, a appropriate fear of David Stern. They had appropriate fear of David Stern. Now, granted, times have changed. So now the players, um, our players ran league. Absolutely. But it's allowing these niggas to be able to do some shit, fuck up, get in trouble, and come in and dial out their own punishment. It's just some shit that wow. David Stern wouldn't have let happen. So when you see that there's no actual minimum game, to me that kind of that makes me raise my eyebrows a bit, because now you have the narrative is that Draymond Green needs help. Draymond Green is going to go seek out the appropriate help. That's all narrative control, man. That's all narrative control. That's literally absolving Draymond Green from taking responsibility of out there assaulting niggas on the goddamn basketball court, B. Now, granted, I also came on this goddamn show and said, as a man who who, who has anger issues, um, mood swings, anxiety, and depression, I can clearly identify another nigga who has some of those symptoms, if not all of those symptoms. It's clear. I, I can clearly identify that shit. But that doesn't absolve someone from being able to control their impulses. You don't see Draymond Green doing this shit when they blowing niggas out. You didn't see Draymond Green fucking spinning backfisting niggas when they was when when KD was on the team and they was blowing niggas out by fifty, you know what I'm saying? Niggas was sitting out the whole fourth quarter. You didn't see that. The only time you see this shit is when 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 it's intense pressure situations. That's something that he as a grown ass man has to control. That don't got nothing to do with none of the other shit that that comes with going to go seek uh, professional help. That's a you thing, nigga. But when you have Rich Paul, when you have Dunleavy, when you have them being able to come to the forefront and come up with this master plan, that grant, they doing their motherfucking me jobs. Rich Paul is doing this job as an agent, but when you have these powerful uh, people in play coming up with this plan and the NBA is just fucking going along with this shit, and it goes a lot deeper than that. You have to understand who else is involved in this situation. Andre Iguodala is the president of the uh, NBA Players Association. Andre Iguodala won four rings, played, what, damn near 10 years with the Warriors and Draymond Green? Joe Dumars is the fucking dude who fucking hands out the, the punishment and all that shit. He used to be Kiki Vandeway, now it's fucking Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars is basically fucking Draymond Green's stepdad. Wow. Nigga, Joe Dumars is his fucking, his mentor, his OG. Even when fucking Draymond Green was the broke nigga in fucking Saginaw. He was fucking uh, Joe Dumars' fucking godson, basically. When you have all these people in play who have such close relationship and have a touch, a tight-knit um, a, a bond with Draymond Green, when you have all these people making the decisions on whether or not his man should be suspended or not, and you have an indefinite suspension, but there's no minimum game set. It makes you raise. It makes you raise your fucking eyebrow. And granted, I wouldn't have this. I wouldn't feel like this if it wasn't. Um, if if it wasn't um, the narrative attached to it that this man needs professional help. Because like I told you, I know what it was like when fucking Ron Artest was being covered. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers looked at him and, and knew he had a problem, and still was covering him the way they was covering him. I don't think it's not being used the same way with Draymond Green. Now, grant the society has gotten a lot more um, accepted, accept, um, accepting of motherfuckers who got mental problems. But even with even with the even with the accepting of that, I don't think it's fair to give Draymond Green a pass. We give a lot of these professional athletes passes, bro, for being emotionally unhinged. Just because you fucking stand in a six seven six eight, you know what I'm saying? You two forty, and you can you can you can fucking do wonders between that ninety four fifty. Don't mean as a fucking adult, as a fucking citizen, you know what I'm saying? As as a normal fucking citizen, that you shouldn't be able to fucking control yourselves 
um, you know, in impulse situations. We can't give we can't give a motherfucker like that no slack, bro. You can't you can't do that. That's more slappings on the wrist. And even if I take it even further, you know, I, who did I talk about last? Uh, Dre, John, uh, John Moran. That boy is coming back. You know what I'm saying? Then they said by Tuesday he can come back against the Pelicans or something like that. John Moran had a presser where he talked to the, um, you know, the media and stuff like that. And I and I appreciate him doing that, getting out the way before, you know, he actually came back and stuff like that. They asked uh, John Moran a question, and they asked John Moran, you know, basically like, do you? Do you regret, like, do, do you, you know, do you regret what you did? And his answer in a roundabout way was, he don't regret what he did. He happy he went through because they made him a better person. Wow. Wow. You want to know why John Morant can sit there and say <laughs> he don't really Regret that he went through the shit because nothing truly fucking happened to him. Nothing happened to him. Yeah, he lost $30 million. To be quite honest with you, he really didn't even lose the $30 million. He never had possession of that $30 million. It don't hit the same when you never had the actual 30. When a motherfucker tell you you had the possibility of another 30, that's cool. I'm still getting another 220 right now. What's up? Now, if the nigga actually had the 30 and had to dole out that 30 million in fines, that'll hit a little bit different. That'll hit a little bit different. But when you sit here and tell a nigga, okay, but you can't be suspended for 25 games. You could have you could have potentially got 270. Now you can only really get 240 because the whole situation. We're gonna have to push, we're gonna have to put these ads and everything on hold. Until you know, say first quarter 2024, when shit really start popping any fucking way, we gonna we gonna fucking sit you down on the bench. Yeah, you may not be able to get MVPs this year. That was a long shot anyway. We fucking around lose. Either we gonna fuck around and suck really bad and get a high lottery pick with all these seven four French niggas coming over, or or how the fucking Memphis Grizzlies is right now. They only a few games out of a play-in spot. We all look at Ja Morant as the fucking top-tier talent in the league. Or you can just come back, Ja, do your fucking thing, get us into the playoffs, and that's a part of your motherfucking me legacy. Nothing actually happened to the nigga. Because him and his team got into the fucking forefront of shit from the get-go. I got a problem. I need to find ways to cope with stress. I got this going on. I'm not happy. I'm not this. You have to play the game, my nigga. And a lot of y'all may be sitting there like, nah, Hatch, you, 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 you reaching. No, I'm not. If you ain't never been forced to play the motherfucking me game, my nigga, you ain't going to understand what I'm saying. Currently, nigga, I have to play a game right now. When you going, when, when it's you versus a motherfucking me company and establishment, as a fucking black man, you need to learn how to play the motherfucking me game. So I got a lot of white, you know what I'm saying, friends of the show. And shout out to y'all. I really fuck with the caucus people sometimes. The game was given to them. The blueprint was given to them a long time ago. And a lot of times it's quite easy for them to play the game. There's certain words you got to use in certain motherfucking me. Things you got to know when you when, when you dealing with your job, when you're dealing with corporate, when you're dealing with, 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 with an establishment, media. There's certain words you have to use. There's certain actions you have to take. There's certain steps you actually have to follow for you to actually be able to control the narrative. Wow. A lot of times in our community, people that look like me, talk like me, act like me, they don't really know um, what it is they're actually able to do by law, um, what they're, what they're, um, whoever they're going against their job, their corporate, whoever, what it is that they can do to them by the law. A lot of times we don't have that information growing up. We don't have examples around us of people that have gone through shit first, even, you know what I'm saying, get crumbs of information from that. I'm not going to go too deep into my my current situation, but you will be out your fucking mind if you think I didn't have to play the game. And when you got people like John Morant, who 
damn, I fucked up. I fucked up major. How can I absolve myself from this situation? You got to play the game, nigga. You got to start saying certain words. You got to start saying you going through this, that, and the third. Now, for certain motherfuckers, it's easy to provide that proof because it's actual facts. But even when it's not facts, you have to say this, that, and the third to get to clear yourself from certain punishment. And that's the same thing I see with this Draymond Green situation. I've been hearing <clears throat> when the news first came out about Draymond Green punching off on um, Jordan Poole. You want to know the first bit of information I got? Like the very next day, Stephen A. Smith went on fucking first take and said, "It's some things going on in Draymond Green's personal life." Wow! That was the first thing the niggas was saying the first time he swung off on the nigga. It's some things going on in his personal life, him and his baby mama. Wow! Nobody give a fuck about what you and your baby mama got going on, bitch ass nigga. You think you're the only professional? Fuck professional athlete. You think you're the only nigga that got bitch problems, bro? Yeah, I ain't even got no kids, and every every couple of days I find myself in a fucking argument. Wow! Don't nobody give a fuck what you got going on, Draymond. But that was the first excuse that was levied out when he fucking stole off on Dre, uh, Jordan Poole. And that same shit been triggered. They've been rolling with that shit since. When he stepped on motherfucking uh, 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 um, DeMontis Sabonis. When he was choking out motherfucking Rudy Gobert. Now he done fucking roundhouse, spinning back fist, elbow, you know what I'm saying, DDT the nigga, and Yusuf Nurkic. Now, he gotta go seek help. Now niggas is coming out saying, this ain't the Draymond Green I know. You's a goddamn lie. It's been the damn Draymond Green niggas new. Ain't shit different about Draymond Green today than it was when they first kicked off this goddamn dynasty, man. Ain't shit, ain't shit changing his mentality and his emotions. What it is is we've seen this happen time and time and time again, man. What it is is a case of a nigga who's not superiorly talented. He, he, he's inferior when it comes to talent on that basketball court. And yes, when he was a little bit, a few years younger, maybe he was able to whip those, you know, those bounce passes out a little bit far, uh, a little bit faster than uh, Steph Curry. He was able to get up and down that court a little bit faster. Hell, he used to be able to knock down a three. Now that that athleticism is drained, he barely even had none from the get-go. You seen that nigga miss, he, he, he fucking hitting the rim on fucking finger rolls. You got that nigga's athleticism diminishing. That's frustrating, man. When you can't do the shit you used to be able to do, and it wasn't even like you was doing some magnificent shit, like Russell Westbrook, for example. The reason you see Russell Westbrook trying to get fans thrown out the game when they call him Westbrook and shit, because he just can't do what he was doing a few years ago. A few years ago, he was rocking the babies on niggas. He was slapping the top of his motherfucking head. I'm here three. He coming down, running at full speed, stopping on the dime, hitting the pull-up, pointing at the crowd, telling him to shut the fuck up. MVP shit. Now that that nigga out there looking crazy sometimes, most of the time, he hear all that shit. He hear all that shit now. Same thing with Draymond Green. He hearing all that shit. Niggas is, niggas is really being his ass. He can't really get shit off. He upset. He's frustrated. He flailing, he punching niggas, he doing all the antics and shit. That's what happens when you're inferior when it comes to talent. That's what happens. We see this shit happen in every fucking wreck, in every YMCA, every motherfucking me LA Fitness, every motherfucking me Gold's Gym, any motherfucking me gym where there's a court. The nigga who ain't got it no more, who just a few months ago could move side to side, yeah. That nigga out there fouling hard now, B. Wow. <laughs> I've been that guy. I've been that guy. I got on that court with some young nigga. Hey, shit. Hey, I got limited fouls, nigga. It ain't a surprise that that nigga always be the nigga. The nigga end up arguing with niggas at the end of the games. The nigga who can't move side to side or really guard nobody, he the nigga's going to be arguing and getting in scuffles every motherfucking time because he got to be physical. I just... When I see Rich Paul doing it, working his magic, man, it just it just makes me question the uh, it makes me question the actual legitimacy of a nigga wanting to get help. 
Um, because at, at a certain point in time, bro, you have to be, you have to hold yourself accountable, man. Like, if you in your 30s, dog, and you fucking playing a child's game. Think think about think about this shit, to be honest with you. You're in your 30s, man. You're playing a child's game, and you're out here assaulting niggas. You're getting paid millions to play a fucking child's game. Win, lose, or draw. And you... And you getting you taking this shit so fucking serious and so far that you out here assaulting niggas. I'm I don't think you'll ever find a nigga that's more competitive to me than me. I any nigga that know me that know Hatch, they gonna say I'm one of the most competitive niggas that they ever met in their life. Ever. It ain't it ain't a nigga I know that's more competitive than me. When you take it as far as it's one thing trying to be physical, use your physicality. To get a competitive advantage. That's something totally different than, you know what I'm saying, out here fucking taking cheap shots and, and knocking niggas out on some random shit. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable, bro. You playing a child's game and you fucking acting childish. You being childish in a child's game. You doing some shit that not even kids look at and say, you fucking wildin', my nigga. When you got kids, man, maybe, maybe I shouldn't even say this, but when you got kids... And you raising kids, and I see you acting like this. I'm my, my only thought goes to I, I already know how them kids gonna be. Because there's no way that you should be fucking raising kids the way you motherfucking me acting. Draymond Green can be a great father. He can be he can be a great. I don't know Draymond Green from a can of paint on a personal level. But when we look, when we see people. Who on TV all the time, and that's the only time we we know them. We only know them from being on TV. You ain't playing no fucking role. You you being you. Let Draymond Green tell it. That's Draymond. What we see on the basketball court is Draymond Green. Cool. I'm gonna roll with that. I'm accept that. Don't that ain't good shit that come from that. Wait, what the the image you're portraying on that on on that 9450, my nigga. On the on that 9450. Ain't shit good coming from that image. You out here doing this. I can only sit here and say, yo, what them kids, what them kids act like, my nigga? Cause you out here doing this shit in front of millions of people, hella witnesses, and not giving a fuck. No remorse. You being childish as fuck, but you the nigga that's raising kids. You the nigga that's trying to tell everybody you you the best father in the world. Man, I be like, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Any nigga I see assault somebody and, and don't show no sympathy, no empathy at all when you trying to apologize, when you clearly in the wrong, nah. Nah, I know niggas like you. I know niggas like you. I've been in households of, of niggas like yours. Nah, I'm cool. Person, in my personal life, friends growing up, I know niggas who had daddies like that. I got cousins like that. Nah, them niggas be pieces of shit, yo. Them niggas be pieces of shit. Any niggas who think niggas who be clearly in the wrong, clearly in the motherfucking me wrong, and 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 refuse to acknowledge it. Nah. Sorry, Dre. <laughs> Sorry, Dre. Can't fuck with you on that one, my boy. You you wilding the fuck out. But it's interesting to see how long this suspension will last. If it's less than twenty games, fifteen games, I should say. If it's less than fifteen games. It was all a bunch of bullshit. There's no amount of help that that man can go get that'll be less than five to ten games. Five games, and I think they said only ten games is like um, a week and a half. They ended less than two weeks, basically. There's no amount of help that that man can get in two weeks that he clearly fucking needs. If it's if it's 15 to 20 games suspension at least, I'm cool. But we shouldn't see Draymond Green for a minute. But what is it, December? We shouldn't see Draymond Green before February, bro. That's facts. Wow. That's, that's, that's just how the cookie crumbles. If you want the public to actually believe you, this man went and got some help, and that the NBA is looking out for the betterment of their actual players instead of just trying to protect their bottom line and their image, we shouldn't see Draymond Green before fucking Valentine's Day. That's just the facts. If you really want to be about that shit, St. Patty's for real, for real. But we shouldn't see Draymond Green until until after Valentine's Day. It's truly how I fucking feel. If you want the public to really believe this bullshit y'all trying to sell to us.
real motherfucking me talk, man. Um, but moving on, man. And let's get into this gay shit that's going on in politics, man. This shit. Wow. Yo, man. So I came across this news. It was this leaked video that came out. It was showing the U.S. Senate staffer. Uh, they filmed a porno, basically, in a Senate hearing room. Wow. Now, sometimes, bro, I, just, I don't be believing we in the actual real fucking world. But I get, you know, everybody be fucking and sucking and doing what the fuck they do. But it's like, how many times have I come on this platform, bro? I talked about people that's like running from, I talked about the fucking mayor that killed himself. He was a fucking transgender and shit. He had a fucking uh, altered fucking ego. He had a profile, him cross-dressing and taking strap-ons and shit. We talked about the fucking, uh, the, the fucking lady who was running in Congress. She had a fucking chatterbait profile, fucking taking fucking requests from anonymous strangers online, fucking herself online. Like, sometimes, dog, I just don't be believing certain shit. Like, I'm 28 years old. And I don't know, a lot of times, but I just harp on the things I thought as a kid. I just thought it was so hard to become certain shit. Like, when I was a kid, I thought it was hard to become a cop. I didn't know you just had to fucking go to the academy. And I thought you really had to be go through some shit, trials and tribulations, and they handpicked it the best motherfucking me men and women out there. Absolutely not. You just go to academy type shit. You just go to school. I thought all this shit was much harder. I thought to become president, it was you had to go through a whole bunch of shit, like check off a whole bunch of shit on the list. There was only so many qualified men in the world who ever was able to do that. Wrong. Donald Trump just threw that shit out the window. When it comes to this Congress shit, it just blows my mind how much wild shit actually goes down. You literally got the president of the United States of America. Wasn't his son just arrested for, like, crack and coke and guns and shit? What was Joe Biden's son just arrested for? I know we've been saying that nigga been snorting shit for a long time. They found some of his fucking his drugs in the fucking White House. Wow. So when you really just think about this shit that really happens in the Congress on these politicians, people that quote-unquote run this country, my nigga. It ain't surprising that shit is fucked up out here in these streets, man. Let me read this shit to y'all, man, because this shit blew my motherfucking mind. It says, a, con- a congressional staffer allegedly filmed a sexually explicit video in the Senate hearing room. As revealed by footage leaked to the Daily Caller on Friday, the video depicted a nude man engaging in explicit acts. Wow. Not only was it fucking sexual activity going on in the Senate room, it was gay sexual activity going on. I don't nobody want to see that shit, man. Wow. Why I gotta film that shit? I can just do the act. You gotta film that shit? I'll, I'll continue, man. God damn. It depicted a new man engaging in explicit acts situated within Senate Room Heart 216. The ju- Judiciary Room, while the identities of the individuals were unconfirmed, one of the men was publicly identified as Aiden Mazi, what's his name? Cizeropaski. As a staffer of Senator Ben uh, Ben Card and DMA, DMD by Daily Caller Chief National Correspondent Henry Rogers, the video was reportedly shared within a private group of gay men. Oh my! Wow! Oh my fucking god! Wow! So wow. you mean to tell me not only were there some gay sexual acts being filmed, this shit was filmed and sent out in its own little secret circle of gay men throughout the Senate? Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> How gross. Let's continue. <laughs> it says, the video was shared with a private group for gay men in politics before being leaked to the Daily Caller. Despite the inability to verify the identities, Mays Cizorowski was linked to the explicit content and subsequently accused of shouting Free Palestine at a rep, uh, representative Max Miller on a separate occasion. Uh, we didn't call this nigga MC, but this nigga name is kind of wild. MC denied the allegation in a LinkedIn statement expressing the difficulty of being attacked with personal life and emphasized his commitment to his job. Wow. Come on. Wow. Wow. You can't be the same nigga that they got. They got proof of yelling free Palestine. And then the same nigga they also sent is in that motherfucker throwing it back in a fucking Senate room. Wow. That's crazy to me. 
That is crazy to fucking me. It says um, Carwin Center Pro's face an influx of comments uh, referencing an explicit video. Um, Representative Mike Collins criticized Cardin staff linking the pornographic incident with alleged confront, uh, confrontation of a Jewish congressman, Max Miller. Collins just opposed photos of the Capitol riots of January 6, 2021, and a screenshot of the Senate porn video questioning which act of desecration was more severe. Wow. Damn. So the reason this shit really even popped up is because a nigga who's who who um just opposed photos from the Capitol riots back on uh, January 6, 2021, which is the same episode he was talking about that whole Von Miller shit too, um, praying for the Misco. He fucking took that and then took a screenshot from these two dudes having sex in that fucking center room and was saying, which act is more severe? Wow. God damn. <laughs> That's what these niggas is doing in politics, man. We sitting up here, us normal folk complaining about motherfucking me inflation. We can we complain about all the motherfucking me denting the motherfucking me road and shit. These motherfuckers up there sucking and fucking on Capitol Hill, man. Wow. Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. You know, I got a question, man. And I don't even know where I'm really going to go with this. But I, I got to ask this question. Man. You know, like no bullshit, no, like in all seriousness. You know, in 2023, how, like, this whole, like, gay shit, um, you know, trans shit, LGBTQIA community, it's so accepted now. Like, it's normal now. Like, it's normal. You know what I mean? I want to ask, what came first? Was the acceptance of all the gay shit, did that come first, or was all the gay shit already here? Wow. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, man? Because it's so much, like, like, dog, it's so much gay shit out there in the world right now. Like, so much. Like, so much. Like, just five years ago, I feel like if you just, if you did a fucking, if we could just take, just use America, let's use the United States alone. If we could just fucking take all the data from five, ten years ago and compare it to where it is now, I think the amount of gay shit is like up by like 150%. Wow. I, growing up, I never heard, I never heard so much about so much gay shit. You got the whole Will Smith and Jada Pinkett shit, right? Will Smith's best friend, allegedly, um, Went on Natasha Cage, the Tasha K show, and threatened Jada Pinkett Smith. Said, "Yo, you got two weeks to sue me, bitch. Or I'm gonna start outing all the niggas that you was using dildos on." Wow. You got the whole P Diddy shit. He got his girls going out there searching for male prostitutes with the biggest black dicks. Wow. Like it's so much gay shit that just being tossed out there, like it's all willy nilly and shit. When you got fucking sex tapes popping up of politicians fucking each other in a Senate room, wow. like I couldn't go get a hotel. Like let's, let's, let's think about this shit. I ain't got nothing against the gay shit. If you gay, you gay. If this was if this was some some straight sex, I would still sit here and say you couldn't go get a fucking hotel room. Wow. You couldn't just go to your fucking car in the parking garage. And get some fucking ass? Wow. You have to pull your ass out in the fucking Senate room. The judiciary room, my nigga. Wow. Now the whole fucking room smelling like ass, bro. Like, wow. What the fuck is this? What is this shit, man? Whole fucking room smelling like ass and juju beans. Wow. Because you niggas want to fucking get loose. Come on. Come the fuck on. Like, what came first? Pause, man. Jesus, what happened first? The acceptance of all this gay shit? Did that lend to niggas trying shit? Did that lead to niggas saying, you know, maybe this shit ain't that bad? What came first? Was all you niggas in the closets and doing the shit under the, 
and you know, in in the dark. In the wise words of YG, in the dark, in the dark, in the dark, in the dark. Was y'all niggas doing all this shit in the dark, my nigga? Cause y'all niggas got on Trump about paying a little stormy off. Like I was just a little side bitch who she was happy she got some presidential dick. So he paid her off and niggas tried to they trying to use that against a nigga. If that's wrong. What the fuck they gonna do with these two fucking Congress people, these congressmen, who was in there fucking each other? They still from be allowed to pass laws and shit. Wow. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Some shit just gotta start making sense. I can't believe them niggas in that motherfucker fucking like that. And the screenshot. Oh my god, get that shit off my screen, man. Moving on, man. <laughs> Moving the fuck on, man. Let's get let's stay with the, some more controversial shit. You know, I came across some information about um eleven year old girl who was forced to share um a bed with a young boy. Wow. Well, I should actually say she was forced to share the bed with a trans boy. Wow. Um, backstory is it was a, like a field trip. Uh, it was a field trip, and um, you know how they got. First of all, I don't know why kids were sharing beds in the first place. I'm not here to say act like I know the amount of money that was invested into this trip or anything like that. I don't know the financial um, situation, uh, but there was a trip uh, where students were with each other. Um, they were sharing beds and things of that nature. It would be less harmful, like I said. You have girls sharing beds with girls. Little boys sharing a bed with little boys. It's totally fine. As long as the room is being fucking uh, monitored, um, you know, by by an adult, a, re- a responsible adult, respected adult, uh, authority figure, then I have no problem with that. <clears throat> it's controversial because the little girl who had to share the bed with the trans boy, she's 11 years old. She does not understand. She can't possibly understand what's the difference between a young boy who's identifying as a girl and an actual just fucking young boy. To be honest with you, nigga, I'm 28 years old. I have a hard time understanding that shit. The little girl has expressed it, or her parents have expressed the little girl has been traumatized. She was scared. She didn't know what to do. This has impacted the little girl in a very negative way. I'm bringing this up on the podcast not to further any agenda, not to get anyone to believe in what I believe in or anything of that nature. To be quite honest with you, I don't even know what I believe in. I have thoughts. I haven't. I don't have a concrete belief when it comes to this trans shit. I truly motherfucking don't. But we've had talks on this platform about, you know, the LGBTQ op shit being portrayed in cartoons. Um, I've taken a stance that I totally understand why they're being portrayed in cartoons and on shows and shit like that because those little kids watch those shows too. Now, granted, I'm happy that I grew up in a time where that wasn't the, uh, um, uh, um, that wasn't an, an agenda. I'm happy as fuck I was able to enjoy shows as a kid that that wasn't a thing to where gay shit was just plastered all over the TV screen. But to be honest with you, I don't know how fucking gay kids and shit was feeling when they were just seeing straight and heterosexual shit being plastered all over wow. the goddamn TV screen for them. I don't fucking know. I just like the time I grew up in. But I also understand why things are they are the way they are now. I think it's 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 up to a higher I think it's a higher level when you go from shit being portrayed in TV shows, cartoons and stuff like that, movies or whatever, making fucking, you know, superheroes gay and shit now. I think it's a different level when you start um, implementing that shit into the actual real life, face to face, sharing beds and sharing bathrooms and shit like that when it comes to kids. Man. Wow. Before I even get into whether or not as an adult, I would let my child share a bed with that, with 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 that type of, in, in that type of situation. 
I think it's important for me to say, how the fuck does an 11-year-old boy identify as a girl? Wow. How is that possible? What the fuck? How was that possible? How the fuck does an 11-year-old boy identify as a girl? Wow. I'm going to go back, my nigga. When I was 11 years old, there was nothing. Bro, I didn't know what the fucking XY chromosome was. I didn't know what the fuck right and wrong was. I didn't fucking, I barely know what the fuck good and bad was. I didn't know what sex was. I didn't know what a vagina was. I didn't know none of that shit. How the fuck does an 11 year old boy identify as a girl? That he don't identify as shit. That's his parents that did that shit. That's the fucking parents that did that fuck shit, man. So now I got that bullshit out the way, cause that's a crock of fucking bullshit. Okay, let me get let me let me get a close up, please. That's a crock of fucking bullshit. No fucking little kid identifies shit. They just here, nigga. They just happy to be here. Where the candy at? Where's the where, where's the cartoons and candy? You got chips? You got games on your phone? When the last time you heard a little kid say that shit? Now that's a whole bunch of, oh, oh uh, the Timmy identifies as Tanya now. Wow. Get the fuck out of my face, little nigga. Pick up a fucking controller, nigga. I ain't even finna tell you the old school shit. Go outside and get, your, get, and get dirty. I ain't gonna say that shit because you niggas is pussy now. Pick up a fucking controller and play Call of Duty or something, nigga. The fuck are you talking about? You identify as a fucking little girl. Identify your ass in that room with them other fucking boys then, nigga. The fuck you talking about? The fuck is y'all talking about with this shit, man? Identifying as a fuck. You ain't even in high school. Like, little nigga was in high school or something. You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, you know what? At least wait till your 18 is doing anything major. But if you want to go out in the social circles and identify as a girl in high school... Man, fuck it. Do your thing, man. But if you in fucking fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, man, get the fuck out of here, nigga. You going nigga, please. Nigga, please. Catch this fucking spiral, nigga. The fuck are you wow. talking about, nigga? Work on your fucking jump shot. The fuck are you talking about? You identify as a fucking Man, get the fuck out of my face, man. So now that I got that bullshit out the way, let's talk about the trauma that this little girl was subject- subjected to. That little girl don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. She know that's a fucking boy, okay? She don't want to be in no fucking bed sleeping next to no fucking little boys. Wow. That's the shit we should be applauding. We should be applauding that that little girl is fucking looking at that shit like this shit is wrong. Get this fucking little boy that's not my brother, my cousin, my relative or family friend. Get my fucking random ass classmate out my fucking bed. Why is all the other little girls in beds with other little girls, but I'm in a fucking bed with fucking Jake? Oh, but today he's fucking Jessica. Wow. Get the fuck out my face, man. Get the fuck out my face, man. This bullshit. In all honesty, <coughs> just to, to avoid. Shit like this to avoid potential trauma inflicted on not other, not only the fucking kids who are being subjected to, to understand, that's being forced to understand shit like this. We got to also try to protect the kids who are identifying as other genders, the trans kids. Why don't they got their own fucking schools and shit? Wow. Like, that is, I'm not talking about, look, I'm not even talking about segregating. I'm talking about real shit, B. If we got schools for the deaf, schools for the blind, you know what I'm saying? We got schools for the deaf, for the blind, all that shit. Why we don't got schools for motherfucking me trans kids? If you got kids who, who straight up identify as something totally different, why we don't got schools just straight for them so they don't have to be subjected to the bullshit? So you don't have to put these kids in these fucked up situations to where you got... I only I can't even say can't even say regular kids, but you got fucking 
cisgender kids, I guess is what the fuck they call it. I don't even know if I'm using the right words, man. So I only want to use that shit. You got regular fucking kids, be fucking. I ain't finna. If you offended, you offended. Suck my dick, nigga. You got regular fucking kids who are being forced to understand shit, who are being subjected to being confused. Trauma. Because you want to have your fucking kids force them on the other little motherfucking kids. And yes, it forces the appropriate word because you putting them in the same fucking bed. Wow. Why, why not just kill that whole uh, situation and have all these motherfuckers go to their own schools? It's so much money flowing out here, man. You got fucking Joe Biden signing off on 20 billion and 20 trillion fucking war tax reliefs for some shit that ain't got shit to do with us. Fucking inflating the motherfucking me country. Nigga, I feel way more better about inflation. Like, real shit. And you may have niggas who, who complain about the shit early on. I will feel way more comfortable and, 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 and I'll understand a lot more as a motherfucking me American citizen. If, all, if my money was going to building schools and better education and better situations and environments for these fucking kids and transgender kids and all that shit, than it is about you fucking sending money to fucking Ukraine. Wow. Nigga, my eggs cost $8 now because you want to send some money to fucking Ukraine? Wow. What the fuck? But let alone, it's still fucked up roads and fucked up schooling and fucked up situations like this going on in our own backyard. I'm just saying, man, certain shit, these kids shouldn't have to be subject to certain shit. This whole situation is fucked up. The rudest shit goes from the fucking parents treating, letting their child go through this bullshit. I'm not saying that child won't grow up to be their own person. If you if you was raising a fucking Danny the whole for 18 years, and now he fucking Danielle when he turned 21, then it is what the fuck it is. That's the way to cookie crumble for you, nigga. But this raising, but this having a fucking Danny and raising him as a fucking Danielle. And to acting like he fucking chose this life. He didn't choose this fucking life. It's the only fucking life he know. Wow. Shouldn't be subjected to that shit, man. That whole situation is fucked up. That whole situation is fucked up. And it, and it causes a nigga like myself who tries not to stand on either side of the fence. It causes me to fucking be side with both, you know what I'm saying, throughout my conversation because it's so fucked up. You got regular motherfucking me kids looking at this shit like, what the fuck is this? Why are you putting this boy in my bed? Why, why, why? Why am I, like, man, as a parent, I don't know what the fuck I do. I would really snap on shit if my fucking daughter came home crying and, and, and traumatized because y'all fucking put a, a fucking trans boy, a, a transgender boy in her fucking bed. Wow. I'm all for, you know what I'm saying? I'm all for inclusion and having everybody involved. If that's the only motherfucking me trans boy y'all got, then that motherfucker should have their own motherfucking me bed. That's facts, nigga. That's facts. That's just to make everybody fucking comfortable. I'm not even saying throw the fucking trans boy in the bed with the other boys because, nigga, that's going to have that fucking trans boy fucked up. They uncomfortable now. Let alone what the fucking other boys is feeling like, yo, what the fuck? Get this little creepy motherfucker. We know how, how cruel kids are. We know how cruel kids are. So that that, that lends to why the 11-year-old girl is like, what the fuck is this bullshit? If that's the only trans student you got, put the fucking trans student in their in they own fucking bed, cot, give them their own space. They can be with everybody else, but just give them their own shit. Or if anything, I'd rather you have a motherfucking me an adult with them or something, the fucking teacher or something with them. Don't fucking subject them kids to that shit, bro. If 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 if, if, if adults won't be comfortable with that shit, how the fuck you think them kids gonna be with that shit, man? Can't do that shit, bro. If I was a parent, bro, I'm telling you, stand on business is an understatement. I'm suing. I, I would sue the fuck out them people, bro. Y'all just traumatized my motherfucking me kid for what? For who? To appease who? Fuck out of here, nigga. Ain't finna victimize my kids to, to appease no motherfucking LGBTQIA community. The fuck out of here? That suck my dick bone dry.
That's just how I feel about that shit, man. Real motherfucking me talk. Um, but moving on, man. You know, I wanted to say this, dude. <laughs> you know, uh, while we're talking about schools and shit, yo, isn't it wild <laughs> that education, your at once educational level, really doesn't matter after they turn 18? Wow. Like, I be peeping, like, celebrities and shit. Like, motherfuckers can't tell me Krishan Rock was in, like, a regular class. You can't tell me that that happened. Nah, I wouldn't believe you. I, I, you, you, I don't, if she can provide a high school, a high school diploma, if she can provide a regular motherfucking me high school schedule, seven periods type shit, then I believe you. Until then, you can't tell me that she was in a regular motherfucking me class. Like Sukiyama, and shout out to Sukiyama, I'm going to be honest with you. I never really watched none of the shows that she was on, like the Love Hip of Miami and shit. I be watching the baddie shit, and I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I used to be really against Sukiyama. I can openly admit, I fuck the shit out of Sukiyama. Wow. Sukiyama kind of fine, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. Sukiyama kind of fine. And when she ain't talking all that eating nigga ass shit and all that wild, raunchy, ratchet shit to get attention, when she just actually just talking, talking, I ain't gonna lie, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. The bitch is bad, bro. The, I, I would do some things to Sukiyama. And she kind of got one of those like dual personalities type thing. She be wearing like that long hair covering up that face tat. You be forgetting that motherfucker even there. With the face tat cover, I ain't gonna lie. Wow. <laughs> Sukiyama is one of them. <laughs> She's one of them. But she opened, she had came out and said she was in a, uh, in a classroom with like six people. Glorilla had came out and said in her classroom, it didn't have that many people in. There's a lot of these celebrities, a lot of people just having a lot of motion that we will identify as kind of slow. NBA Young Boy, you can't tell me disconnected. NBA Young Boy is not motherfucking retarded. You couldn't tell me that. You could you have to pay me to look in the camera and say NBA Young Boy is a smart nigga. And that's been said by a lot of these motherfucking me, uh uh. Uh, people in hip hop and the industry. A lot of these motherfuckers is high school dropouts. A lot of people didn't graduate high school. A lot of these people that that are um 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A lot of these people that are fucking I don't want to say influencers, but motherfucking me uh, role model, role models to to the youth. A lot of them don't have a, a high educational level, and I'm just saying graduate high school. When I ain't talking about graduate college. High school education or once educational level, about them being on the short bus, being in the slow classes, none of that shit matters when a motherfucker actually gets up, gets out of school. We know a bunch of stupid motherfuckers that we wouldn't have even motherfucking me uh, came close to being cool with during motherfucking me school because we knew where they stood. Nowadays, a motherfucker got on a, a motherfucking me ape, a, 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 a fucking paddock, a bust down, some jewelry, a bitch ass fat. We don't give a fuck if they stupid or not. Wow. You can't tell me designer wasn't motherfucking me stupid. We panda, panda, panda. Yeah, I got bros in the love. Niggas couldn't tell me he wasn't fucking stupid. I.e. the shit he's going through right now. But a bitch can be stupid as a motherfucker as long as her ass fat. She can have a straight down syndrome face. As long as her ass is fat and she can throw that motherfucker, we not going to say shit. It's the same shit with dudes, bro. It's the same motherfucking me shit, bro. It's the same motherfucking me shit. <laughs> Real shit. Sure can have that straight seizure face and we won't say a motherfucking thing. As long as that ass fat, that motherfucker can move, nigga. Real shit. <laughs> um. But I think that's all we got, man. Let me look on the motherfucking docket real fast before I get the fuck up out of here, man. We talked about the gay shit going on in the Senate. We talked about Draymond Green. It's him and Clutch Sports Control the narrative. Uh, we talked about the 11-year-old girl who was forced to share a bail with a trans boy. We talked about the educational level after 18. Yeah, we talked about a lot of shit, man. <laughs> um, a little shorter episode than usual. Um, but I got to get the fuck up out of here, man. I start getting ready for work, man. I just wanted to make sure I came in and touched base with the motherfucking peeps, man. Um, but with that being said... Shit, DJ, drop that fire-ass beat, my boy. <laughs> um, you know I give up on this side. I 
once again, thank you everybody tapped and joining the conversation episode 193. That line between Jason and Sam. We want to grind too much, man. Shit, stop before motherfucking me. So, I'm going to shout out to everybody that be tapped in and rocking with your boy, man. I truly appreciate all love and motherfucking me support, man. So, with that being said, you know how I give them on this side, man. It's all love these ways. Never love a side trip bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And how about this episode, man? We out this motherfucker. Peace. Damn, 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 damn. <laughs> Great fucking episode, man. Episode 193, man. Thin line between genius and insanity. Hosted by yours truly. OG. Ash, me who the fuck it is. No, so Jay, once again, thank you to everybody that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend, your boy OG has got a motherfucking show. Um, it's a lot of shit out there, man. It's a lot of great content, man. I got a great fucking catalog, man. I was just going through my shit the other day, like, damn, but I've really been doing this shit for a long fucking time, bro. I've been doing this shit for a long fucking time, man. Like, y'all don't even understand, man, how much motherfucking me gratitude, how much, how graceful I am for you guys, man, who really... I'm um, been with you, been with me since day motherfucking me one, bro. It's been an up and down journey. Um, it's been, you know, peaks and valleys when it comes to subscription and things of that shit. I truly don't give a fuck about none of that shit, bro. I just give a fuck about the people who really fuck with this show because it's a great fucking show. You know what I'm saying? Not all the, you know what I'm saying? You hoping I give you a shout out one day? Are you hoping to network and do it? Man, that shit cool and all that. You know what I'm saying? I show love to people. I show love to who show me love, but. For the people who really just fuck with this show, man, that shit hit a little bit different, man. So I want to say thank you. Um, every show I make is, is specifically for you. Um, and I know exactly who you are, man. I truly fuck with all the friends of the show, man, who who, who show me nothing but motherfucking me genuine love, man. So with that being said, um, I ain't going to talk your fucking heads off, man. You know how the fuck we give up on this side, man. I holler at y'all when I holler at y'all. Next episode going to be a fucking banger. You heard it here first. Peace. Welcome to Raw is OG. Hatch, man, you know the fuck they never playing on me, man. You dig.